0: Welcome, 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 one and all to the Haver Creator Cast. I am your host, Christian, the Haver Card Man. and today's episode, I am going to be joined by our guest, Golden Nova Yu-Gi-Oh!, and also a dear friend of mine. In today's episode, we go over Golden Nova's recent transition from just being a hobbyist content creator into a full-time content creator where he is actually making a living off of this and being able to do this as as his day-to-day life. So, with that being said, I will not delay you guys any further, and I will catch you all at the end. Thank you for checking in. Alrighty, sweet. So, let's go ahead and get started then. Uh, I guess for those listening uh, that don't know who you are, you want to introduce yourself real quick?
1: Hi, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Golden Nova Yu Gi Oh! Uh, I've been making Yu Gi Tubing content for the past two ish odd years. Uh, my primary series is The Explained, uh, where I bring up an archetype and I make sure to, uh, show everyone the intricacies of each one, uh, to help with learning how the deck runs, uh, so that whenever you have it in hand, uh, you won't feel like a total dumb, dumb, not knowing how effects stack or layer their triggers and all that.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, what kind of stuff do you do outside of making content just like for fun?
1: Um, usually unless scheduling gets in the way, uh, I'm either running or being part of various, uh, tabletop campaigns. Um, So I like having, uh, yeah, all kinds of uh, fun, original character um, campaign stuff. It's very fun.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, Actually, I'm just curious now. Do you go to, like, locals ever? Do you actually, like, play Yu-Gi-Oh! in person, or do you just make videos about it?
1: Right now, it's me just making videos about it. Um, Long ago, when the uh, card shop that was near me opened up, they actually didn't have Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was actually running uh, the locals at that point. Um, but like ever since the pandemic hit and, mm-hmm. uh, money's been a little tight. I've just been, uh, I've been practicing Yu-Gi-Oh in theory in practice. It's going to be a bit of a, a bit of time before I can get back into that schedule.
0: I feel that 100%, man. I, I still have never technically like been to a Yu-Gi-Oh local tournament. So <laughs> I definitely feel you there. Everything I do is theory at this point, but Hey, that's cool. It's, it's still fun to at least play the game in, in theory. So
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm a big proponent that the game is there for, like, our enjoyment, not for us to, like, enslave ourselves to a particular way of enjoying the game.
0: Yeah, Right, yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, so, I guess, do, what, do you have, like, any future plans for your channel? Like, do you have any goals or aspirations you're looking to make with it?
1: Uh, well, the goal would be to um, make each individual episode have a lot more lore segments. Um, Something I've fallen behind on is there's this, like, Met- Novaverse storyline going on with uh, monsters like Eldlich and mm-hmm. Vector Pendulum. Um, It's been harder to find the creative energy to keep that going. Um, I feel that. I guess also on top of that, I'm looking to, like, uh, do more lore videos. I've been really falling behind on that one, and everyone seems to really enjoy my takes on uh, things like the dual terminals and the currently going on Albaz storyline.
0: Yeah, right. Um.
1: Yeah, and aside from that, just making progression polls the best series it can be.
0: Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to keep up with a lot of your content. I do kind of fall behind sometimes, but yeah, it's definitely cool to see what you've been able to do. Um, so I guess kind of like on to more of the main topic for today. How recently did you go to creating content full time?
1: Uh, it would be about a month and a half now. It was yeah halfway through October I put in my um. At the beginning of October, I put on my two weeks notice, so uh once October 15th came around, it was just wake up, uh, figure out my editing schedule for the day, and I've just been doing that for the past six weeks now.
0: Damn, it was that recent? I don't know why. For some reason, I thought it was like the middle of the summer that happened. It feels like it's been so long now. That's crazy.
1: Oh no, yeah, I'm still a fresh little content <laughs> babby.
0: Hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with that. I'm glad to see you being able to do it, at least. That's, uh... It's crazy. I, I remember, honestly, I think when I joined the coalition, you were either just under or just above 2K subs. Like, to see you Wolf. grow this much in that amount of time is insane.
1: I wish I knew what I was doing. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's it, such a weird thing because, like, I'm certainly not the best person around this level. And I see people putting in a lot of, like, passion and energy into what they're doing. I, I wish I knew what it was that I was doing so I could share that around because this is incredible. So
0: honestly, I, th- I think it's mostly your personality is what attracts a lot of people. Cause that was definitely something I noticed too. Like the first time that we talked and met, you were just, it's super fun being around you and you're just easy to talk with.
1: Oh, <laughs> shucks, yeah. I'm glad we don't got the video on cause I'm blushing.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so what what actually made you decide to pull the trigger then and put in your two weeks notice and go full time? What was kind of the kicker for that?
1: Um, saying it was a bit of a painful process might be giving it a bit too much credit, because um, in general, not having to work for like bosses and stuff is the um,
0: uh, oh, is sure. the
1: leftist dream. Um, but the thing is, is um, the reason I uh, so for those who've seen the channel a long time, you'll know that I made a vampire explained video at the very beginning, and then I didn't touch the channel for like a whole year, and that's because the job I was doing at that point was horrifying. It was a uh, tell. It was a call center job for a motorcycle after parts industry so we're not dealing with like customers at a base level we were dealing with people who were running shops that sold that and they are infinitely more jerkish than actual customers because their entire livelihood is on the line
0: yeah right um
1: so eventually i got a, a job change to Uh, What was supposed to be a lot easier, it was a telehealth company. I don't have any medical training myself, but, you know, sometimes you have to have people who, like, file all the information and get that submitted. Uh, And that job was actually a lot easier because it was mostly data entry. Yeah, right. Um, But, yeah, and it got even better. I I hate to say it got better when we're talking about the COVID pandemic. Um, But whenever I could work at home, I cut off all kinds of uh, commuting and I could just turn off my work computer at the end of the day, and then immediately go to my editing computer and start working on that. And that was a huge boon. Uh, it really like gave me a schedule that I could work with to get consistent content out. Mm-hmm. And then new leadership showed up, and then new expectations were set. Uh, things went from, oh, you only have to take a couple of calls during the day to your job is now a call center job again. Um, oh. And the uh, on top of the fact that they were going to have people come back into the office, so I had an ultimatum. Um, if I kept my regular nine to five job, I would definitely have to cut back on the amount of videos I was making because I would not be able to handle all this new work stuff and having to commute all the way across town mm-hmm. um but thankfully, uh, I had an audience that had supported me enough where I could have enough to get by. I'm certainly not like independent and also having enough money to, uh, you know go to six flags yeah every couple of weeks too um but there's enough that i can uh be on the ramen diet and still make this my job and i'm eternally grateful for that
0: and hey sometimes that's all it takes man once you get to that point it's your boots are already off the ground and you can just get rolling from there so that's actually really cool to see that happen for you
1: thank you thank you yeah
0: yeah, for a job like that, man, that, that definitely sounds rough. I kind of I had the same issue for a while with my channel. I kept dipping in and out of making content because I just had to spend too much time on work and then try to balance content with that it got way too stressful. So I'd have like burnout phases where I'd be gone for months at a time. Uh, and it, it eventually got to the point where I actually had to go part-time at work. Like I, I'm currently only working – I went from six days a week with 40 hours – to, like, I think I'm down to, like, under 30 at five days a week, uh with exceptions of when I get called in, like, today. But, yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Making that nine-to-five work balance with content is so rough. It can be so stressful.
1: And that's, like, one of the saddest things to see happen, right? Like, we were talking earlier about... um the growth I was having and how I don't know other, why other people aren't doing it. Mm -hmm. And I do think that one of the reasons is that YouTube values consistency, but it's so hard to make sure you have a consistent content schedule when you have a job breathing down your neck to have you give 120 percent to them mm-hmm. like what do you have left to give to your audience at that point it's so it's so depressing
0: yeah it's like even if you have the time usually at the end of the day you're just so exhausted anyways you don't want to put in all that effort it's just gonna exactly destroy you yeah that was, that was a problem yeah. i faced a lot especially because i did an 11 to 7 not a 9 to 5 oh. that's even worse um <sighs> yeah no man it's just it's absolutely nuts but it's also a lot worse too when like you're the only one doing the content when you're doing the full process from beginning to end teams are so much better like i know there's communication stuff and there could be issues there but i'd much rather deal with that than the entire workload man being just an editor is so nice it definitely makes
1: it easier no yeah i that that's one of the that's another future plan i keep forgetting about um i don't know if i have the bandwidth to be able to handle a team right now but if i could get like the funds to get someone to help on the channel that would be super cool at some point
0: yeah right no that's that's definitely one of those things that like when you get really in depth and like you're making content left right it, it helps to have at least one or two other people to balance the workload a bit more for sure
1: um like that's something that's like easy to forget whenever you're just like watching stuff right especially if it's just like talking head stuff it's like oh well this is the guy that does the voices but it's a lot more than that Uh, Mm. even on a fundamental level people have to know how to edit they gotta know how to shoot uh if they're not improving, they have to know how to script there is a huge skill set skill set uh that people like us have to have to put content out Mm -hmm. which um It's just part of the reason why it's so hard to be able to balance that and putting food on the table with with a usual job. Yeah,
0: and I mean, like, even, even if you're doing, like, the rudimentary stuff in all those fields, just the amount of time that each of them takes for just one video is astronomical. That's why you see, like, so many different, like, efficiency hacks and, like, tips and tricks and stuff for content creators, you know, like, shoot a bunch of videos all in one day, just do, like, a whole recording session, and, like, have editing days, and, you know, breaking it down to this and that to make it more efficient, because it just, it takes that much time that it's so worthwhile to know those kind of things, and uh, that's what I've spent, like, the last almost 12 years of my life now learning. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, I've been going at this since I was ten years old, man. Creating content has always been a thing. Yeah. Yep. Well,
1: well, good job, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah, I started off back in the days of uh, stop motion Lego videos. Doing that as a ten year old was uh, was tough. It took a while to figure out how to do it, but. Yeah, man, the the grind is real.
1: That, that's an eldritch combination right there. Uh, a 10-year-old and the patience required to do stop motion. Uh, the, the combination of that I can't comprehend.
0: Yeah, although I just didn't like understand stop motion completely. I did it I did it wrong. I, I shot way less frames than I thought I needed because I'm like, oh, if I want something to move really fast, I'll just shoot less of it and move it more. And it ended up looking so bad. But for a 10-year-old, I can't be too mad about it. They just don't exist anywhere on YouTube now as far as I know. So that kind of sucks. But... I know
1: like one person but yeah that's a, it's, it's a lot it's a lost art
0: yeah um so that, how much is like uh moving on really quick how much is like your average day change since then? I know you mentioned earlier like you just kind of wake up and like figure out your editing instead of going to work now but like how how different is it like what's the what does it feel like
1: I try to make it feel not as weird as possible um I like, like, for instance, I still wake up at, like... I try to wake up at 8 a.m. every day, mm-hmm. um, just so that I have a lot of time to... Uh, like, it feels like I'm getting on the job or something. Yeah. Um... It's still, like, desk work, so I'm still sitting down, but uh, I am no longer feeling, like, this dread anxiety that someone's going to come out of nowhere and, like, yell at me for something that wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if someone's upset with me about something, I can either ignore their comments, or if it's something I legitimately actually messed up on, I can take ownership and, like, do what I can to fix it.
0: Yeah, right. Um,
1: So... It's not so much that I think my days feel different because I'm still doing things, mm-hmm. uh, but my days definitely feel a lot less anxiety ridden and a lot more fulfilling uh, because I'm actually putting something out there that is my creation that other people can enjoy.
0: That's good. That that's really good. And are you able to stay away from like the uh, the kid during the summer mindset when you're just like at home alone all day and it's just you're free to do whatever? Are you able to stay out of that mindset pretty good?
1: Yes, um, and that was the biggest thing that worried me going into this. Uh, before I started content creation, I was so bad at like doing projects. Mm. Uh, I was just kind of the prototypical. I'll go home and play X game for eight hours on end, um, because that's just what I feel like doing. Yeah. Um, but ever since having a schedule, uh, there's I've developed that little voice in the back of my head. Anytime I'm not doing stuff, where it's like, Hey, no, a little behind on getting that script finished <laughs> maybe go sit down and do that oh man the voice in my head is also mickey mouse for some reason yeah but um i haven't i haven't fully sat down and processed that
0: yeah no I, I feel the voice nagging in the back of your head i get that all the time i feel so bad because like uh my fiance when she doesn't have homework and whatnot she'll like ask to hang out but then i get in the back of my mind like i need to be doing something right now like i need to go i need to be upstairs editing or something and, like i have to i have to remind myself to calm down i can still hang out for a little bit But, you know, as long as I stay on task and keep on schedule, it's not a problem. Because you really do have to find a balance of that between, like, you know, letting the voice in enough to get your work done, but not letting it take over and take away all your free time. That is a tough one to balance.
1: No, yeah, completely relatable. I get that.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you do you think you could see yourself doing anything else at this stage in the game like do you think you'd ever consider like a different job or like you know a change of change of pace and anything or do you think this is just where you're going to be for a while
1: No I I'd, I'd like to do a couple of other things going forward um uh not now obviously I'm still trying to get this like cycle going and yeah. making because uh, the, the issue is that I can't do anything too different. Elsewise, ad revenue doesn't come in as much. Um, but things permitting, like best case scenario, uh, like doing stuff like video essays for like video games, I would be so down for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had the time and the inclination to like research and get that all scripted out. Um, I'd love to try and do like more competitive Yu-Gi-Oh stuff too. I... Mm-hmm. Uh, As a way to help push myself, I've been playing this game for, like, since it came out. So, like, more than two decades. Yeah. Uh, But I don't feel like I've grown as, like, a player ever. Um, (laughs) uh, Like, the closest thing I have to, like, good placement is a time that I got a Nationals invite Mm -hmm. playing Burning Abyss. Uh, but it wasn't even like, oh, top 16. It was like 46th. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just kind of <laughs> scraped by. So I don't have like a, a cool achievement to my name. So hopefully if I can focus on doing some competitive stuff, I might learn some more, maybe get some experience, and maybe I can get up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel you on that one, too. Like I, I had to start making a competitive-based series on the channel just so that I could actually – focus on being more of a competitive player because i've always been the casual mindset like oh meta sucks i just want to play rogue and have fun but now i'm like I, I realize i still have a really competitive mindset so i'm trying to break into that now too and learn a lot of stuff and uh, ranked omega it can be rough or it can be really fun it
1: <laughs> depending on who decided to bring the crooked cook exodia today
0: Oh no, that that type of stuff is fine. It's when it, it's what it's like sword soul or like just like the top tier meta, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, no, no it's no, yes. Uh, it's yes summon
1: Shining, go ahead. Basically, yep, yep. No, I didn't get my token collector in my opening hand. Go ahead, do your thing.
0: Oh, I, I hold the miradora for the baron. There, the baron. It's great. They no. never, they never see it coming. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Miradora is such a troll card.
1: (laughs) Oh Hello, yes. Uh, I don't I am the weirdest hand trap you'll ever see. It's effective. It is it it catches
0: people off guard, it's actually effective, but
1: (laughs) I'm glad someone found a use for it. I look at Miradora and I see a, a printed secret slot. Uh or a a wasted secret rare slot. Uh so I'm glad someone's found a use for it.
0: Right. See, I've loved this card since the beginning. Uh it outs a lot of things like Zeus, Bardiche, and there's a lot of extra deck monsters it's really good against, but Uh anyway, not not a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast here, but of course we got to have Yu-Gi-Oh discussions because we're both players and we both love the game. Um So I this is this is going to be a really obvious question. I I can guarantee I know the exact answer, but do you miss the 9 to 5?
1: No, absolutely not. I <laughs> go no, to hell
0: no hesitation no hesitation whatsoever <laughs> i'm
1: not i'm not gonna say names because i don't want anyone to get a uh, get a surprise cease and desist order or anything uh but that job can go walk off a cliff uh that's that's fair <laughs> no specifically the people who run that job can walk off a cliff you know if people in the co- if people listening on this can figure this out just by the hint that's totally cool uh one of the reasons why this job through it was because our ceo uh was swapped out for someone who uh was a big uh game changer in uber
0: oh oh boy
1: um, so whenever things went from, oh, yeah, just do your best for the patients, you know, uh, it, but, like, don't push yourself, to we need to get as many patients gone through the system as possible, uh, the very kind of, like, gig economy, maximize efficiency while lowering yeah. benefits kind of stuff, yeah, kind of kind of blows, actually, especially when it's an actual job and not, like, a not to devalue the gig economy people uh anyone who does that is providing a huge service in these times yeah Uh, but it is very clear that they are treated like garbage and having that also being pervaded in the job i was doing really sucked
0: gotta love corporations right
1: ah so oh man endless profit no thank you
0: (laughs) oh yep yep just wallowing away your days in a pointless job yep i'm glad I, i'm glad i work for a local business that my dad owns and not not like walmart or something i would hate that so much nice yeah uh been here for six years now it's the only job i've ever had uh apart from <laughs> like video jobs here or there as a freelancer but that's about it so i guess on top of that do you feel like you have more opportunities now that you get to do this all the time like do you think they feel like more doors have opened up for you
1: Oh, absolutely um now that i have a lot more free time uh, not only can i put that towards like making videos as best they can be uh there's also like networking stuff that i can do now that i wasn't able to do beforehand mm. um there's uh this has already been announced already I'm, I'm gonna be doing my first um commentating event uh in january oh yeah uh, yeah which uh yeah, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have the energy to, like, coordinate stuff like that. Right. Um, and I can, like, reach out to other content creators and do more stuff now because I've got the free time to do it, which is outstanding.
0: Yeah, no, that kind of stuff always feels really good. I, there's, there are some times, though, where you'll see content creators, like, they'll be kind of more open and, like, vocal when they're just doing it as, like, a hobby or whatever. But when they start going full-time, it's weird how, like, you'll see some creators transition into, like, this kind of anti-social phase where they'll just keep their head down and just focus on making content and, like, ignore everyone else so, like, they won't go out and reach to other creators and do, like, collaborations and stuff. They'll just, like, stick close to their stuff and just stick to that only... It's, it's kind of a weird phenomenon sometimes.
1: And if I'm being honest, I, I think that's me. And I... Because I'm terrible at, like, reaching out for people to do stuff as well as just thinking, like, oh, man, I'm going to bother these people so much if I ask them to be part of this video. Mm-hmm. Um... It was like what was it when i asked sir eminon uh this is for the Yu-Gi-Oh people listening to this for um when i was asking sir eminon to be on the penguin video even the fact that penguins was his thing and just asking him to do a guest line uh was like the most ridiculous thing i did that week uh, mm-hmm. not all the hours of editing just being all like i'm gonna ask a person to help me with a thing and i'm tired i'm doing anything else for the rest of the day
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's hard for our generation like i I don't understand the psychology behind it because I haven't, like, looked into it. But it's it's very—I I experience a lot of the same stuff, too. And uh, actually, my last guest gave me a really good piece of advice uh, on this podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ten Tapes, but he he was the creator of this uh, alternate reality game called Ten Tapes. And it's got, like, Ooh. millions of views on TikTok. Like, it's, it's a pretty big series. I think he has, like, 250,000 followers or something like that. And, uh, Ooh. I just, I just messaged him on Twitter on a whim. Um, cause like I've talked to him in his discord server, like in game, uh, and also like once outside of game, outside of character. Um, and I was like, well, maybe, maybe that's enough. I can just like message him and have the end. Like I was, I was worried. I was big worried that he was just going to tell me no and to screw off, uh, <laughs> But no, he was actually like, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. I've actually been on, like, several podcasts before. And then while we were in the episode, because I, I brought it up to him, like, yeah, I was worried, like, he was just going to say no, and I was just going to look stupid. Uh, he's like, honestly, don't. Like, if the worst they can say is no, there's no, like, it's it, that part's cliche. But he's like, you know, a lot of these people that you think are, like, big and famous, and that you think are going to be, like, constantly busy, I usually actually have a lot of free time. And, like, are willing to do this type of stuff. So, it like, be be willing to reach out. Like, you never know. You might actually get a yes, and it'll happen more often than you think. Heck, yeah. I thought that was really cool for, like, someone like him to say that. He, he mentioned, he brought up, like, a like a celebrity in Sweden. He managed to get on a podcast, like, years ago after the guy. Ooh. He'd been on, like, telev- like, public television and, like, this big actor, big name. He, he managed to get him on a podcast. And he was just like, yeah, I've, I've got nothing going on right now. So... I was like, "That is actually really cool to know." So, of course, after Ooh, let that let podcast, that yeah,
1: good. Yeah, that will be a lesson for everyone. Don't be like Golden Nova. <laughs> uh, reach for the stars. Uh, ask people. Don't because uh, yeah, no, you're right. They're just people and yeah, want to help out and talk fun stuff. So yeah, that's that's super cool.
0: Yeah, have, having having big names can be daunting, but really, it, in the end of the day, we're all just people. So like, give it a shot. You never know. Um, now someone like Elon Musk, you know, obviously that's going to be a bit more of a far shot, but you never know. Like, it's just, you never know. Uh, but of course, after he said that you were the first person I messaged about the podcast. So nice. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Of course I I go big names. and like, Hmm, golden Nova's right up there. Of course we've chatted before and we're kind of friends to a degree. So like, I was like, yeah, it's probably not gonna be that hard to do, but
1: well, it helps that you're a cool guy.
0: Right still a big honor to have you on the podcast though really happy to have you here so
1: thank you
0: thank you actually i uh, i brought it up to patrick that you were going to be my next guest so he's like yeah he and i tried to do something uh like a while ago but it just kind of ended up falling through and i'm like oh i don't know if i ever got like details on what it was but i, th- I think he said that's it was a, a while ago
1: that's fusion Oh, right yes yeah i know we did a video together um but yeah, that's my that's my recollection. We had a we had a like a battle challenge series of oh, okay. the Clash at Kaiser Coliseum. That was really fun. Nice.
0: Yeah, I just know he brought it up in passing. I, I couldn't remember all the details, but yeah, that's super cool how it just all came full circle. But um, so I suppose how do you how do you feel like this whole development of like being a full time creator now? How do you think it's like affected your growth like as a creative? Do you feel like more open to new ideas or? Or are you just kind of like sticking to the same old, same old, and expanding upon that?
1: It's definitely the latter. Um, Something that I have, uh, I I do my best to be keyed into analytics as much as I can. I definitely have a lot more to learn. Um, But something that I have seen over the past several months is that if I deviate from explained videos, uh, I actually don't get a lot of engagement. Um, Yeah like uh the new progression poll series uh, I talked about earlier uh has uh, comparatively an abysmal amount of views to everything else I do. Yeah. Um so it's hard to like look at doing things outside of my wheelhouse which I already have like an established like formula for. Mm-hmm. Uh it does well. Uh I know how long roughly it takes for me to bang one out. Um thinking about doing other things right now uh, is honestly kind of daunting. I'm not really sure. Uh, Whereas like if I had a nine to five, it felt easier to be all like, maybe I'll throw out a weird discussion video about art Mm -hmm. in Yu-Gi-Oh! But uh, nowadays it feels a lot more like restrictive. Not that I don't like making the explained videos. Uh, It's, uh, fun exercise coming up with a pun for every single card in the video mm-hmm. and watching people groan in the comments about how dumb I can make them. <laughs> um, but like on a macro level, I do feel even more entrenched than ever that I have to keep making explain videos, uh, or else I'm not going to have the same kind of audience that I do right now.
0: That's fair. Like it is kind of your bread and butter, like kind of what helped get you to the point you are now. So like, it makes sense. Um, Is that that probably, like, something you'll consider, like, down the line when you get more people involved, like, expanding your content a little bit more? Is that kind of your plan?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, If – once things get to a stable point where I don't have to worry that any video could tank the amount of money I make each month, then I definitely want to do other stuff.
0: That's – you know, that's 100% fair. I do look forward to seeing what other kind of stuff you come up with, like the progression polls I'm excited for, um – And it's, like, any other stuff you can do. Honestly, um, I don't know if you've ever thought about doing, like, shorter form content that's, like, less editing. Because I know it's kind of, like, outside of your wheelhouse. It's not something you're really known for. But there might be a a group of people that are into that, if that's something you're considering.
1: I did try putting out a few shorts uh, in November um to see if that uh got any traction Mm. uh it was not a the metrics did not even though like the reception was good people liked it it's it's so far as like comments and stuff but yeah i think shorts are like very competitive um right now that's true Um, or i don't know
0: that's weird shorts are a weird place
1: yeah Either, either it's super competitive or I don't know how to work the system, but it was one of those things where even though it was kind of like the same content, it was essentially explains but bite-sized. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, uh, no go there.
0: Let's see, like, with and shorts. Like, yeah, go ahead.
1: I feel so bad complaining about stuff like this. Like, I don't mean to be all like, oh, my audience sucks. That's yeah. the last thing I want to do. Um. But, like, the hard truth is that sometimes, like, the views and stuff do not, reflect the kind of engagement that other ones do which is the ol- I, only reason i'm saying that if my audience is listening please know that i'm not like blaming anyone listening for not being attentive enough um only that we're talking about like the i'm just talking about the numbers that come in and that's what i see
0: mm-hmm. yeah no well like it's stuff like shorts is in a really weird place right now because it's like youtube attempting to have TikTok on youtube When people are trying to find longer form content on YouTube, it's just such a weird feature for them to have. Like, I get it. And there's, like, some channels that can do okay with shorts. But at that point, like, why aren't you just on TikTok? You're going to get a better exposure with that kind of stuff anyways. But yeah, with the analytics and stuff, uh, especially uh, audience retention is a really weird one. Because, like, I I feel like it's not very accurate or not very, like, wise to pay attention to, mostly. Like, I know it's important. It's a very important stat because, you know, your watch time is, like, your biggest factor in earning money. But it's it's a thing of, like, if somebody just clicks on the video, like, by accident, backs out, that's going to count as a one-second watch time and it's going to mess up your whole metrics. You know, like, maybe not just one person versus a larger scale of people, but, like, if... Even if people just pop in for like five seconds, and they see a different video, they're more interested, and they click off. It's gonna mess with your metrics, and it doesn't like sh- truly reflect your audience and how much they actually watch. It's it's very weird to analyze that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. What was it? They um. They actually sent out like a lot of like emails to creators as like kind of like a, a shorts initiative. Um. And it's so weird listening to the fact that. They don't have a lot of like concrete information that can help. Uh, I, I will listen to a lot of creators asking like questions about like, is this affecting my metrics or like, should like, are shorts right for me? Uh, and there's usually like the canned answers about stuff like, oh, well, you know, sometimes your audience just isn't like into these kinds of videos. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool and all, but like, that's usually when videos don't get engagement no matter what. It's not like a shorts thing. There's a lot of like one one thing that they kept saying to those during those meetings was we don't understand this system very much either because it's new. Yeah. And I'm like cool, this is great. I'm glad I'm part of this seminar where there's not like any actionable information I can take mm-hmm. to make these videos take off. Um yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. YouTube wants to be like instead of clicking off to go to TikTok, they just want everyone to repost their TikToks on YouTube or for people to just make new shorts here and, you know, have a ball with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't even want to say the implementation is poor. Like, I'll scroll through shorts sometimes on YouTube. I don't have TikTok, so sometimes it's fun. Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know. It it feels a little, like, rough to do as someone who does make all these, like, long-form videos. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think my audience expects stuff like that and it hasn't, like, um, panned out.
0: Yeah. Well, like the whole, the whole point, you know, like, especially once you get to be in a bigger channel, the whole point is to have more watch time so you can get more ads and get more revenue. Uh, it just kind of seems like counterintuitive. I, I wish YouTube would spend more time working on the systems that already has and fixing up what it already has in place rather than trying to add new stuff. Uh, it feels like they're just trying to expand a little too much and try to get a little too greedy with things. It's interesting to watch happen i'm not i'm not a huge fan of it in fact uh last winter me and everyone else in the coalition almost completely quit youtube when they updated their terms of service to where every channel now has ads on it regardless of uh, yeah monetized that that coming in was so ridiculous like we were all so pissed about that
1: i don't blame you i'm sad we lost scrub to your Oh. i miss that guy he's like the first guy that like believed in me
0: yeah, well, he he had other stuff going. It, like, wasn't fully that in his case. But, yeah, no, it definitely sucks having him gone. Like, I, I even I barely get a yeah. chat with him. And I I have personal messages with him in group chat and stuff. And I barely ever get to talk to him still. Ah. But, yeah, no, it definitely was rough. And I, and I think that kind of, like, started tearing apart the Coalition, too. Like, we're still a channel. And we still kind of have content. But I actually can't remember the last time that we posted uh it's it's definitely been a while i like the chat for the most part that we have is uh is pretty dead it's that 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 kind of did start the downfall there and it was really sad to see um yeah last thing we did we streamed three months ago uh <laughs> that was the last thing that we did
1: yeah it's so hard to have motivation for stuff when like you're not seeing any kind of monetary return yeah and you're just like at that point doing it as a hobby and then YouTube was all like, Oh, that's cute. Anyway, uh, we're going to make a couple cents off of your video. And like, even if the amount of money they make off of it is small, mm-hmm. they're still using your video to make money without giving you any kind of kick pack. And that sucks.
0: Well, like the other thing is too, is it makes people want to watch smaller creators less because it's like, Oh, now everything's got ads on it. So why don't I just go to the higher up creators, deal with the ads and get higher yeah. quality content.
1: Yeah. Like that's, uh, it's, it's, just a bunch of things that that causes issues with i i just like that change so much yeah
0: there was there was so many problems we had with that and then you know we tried like building our own website and trying to put content up there and try to find like workarounds for it so we didn't have to use youtube but at the end of the day youtube is still just like the best option and they know it and it sucks yep because they definitely take advantage of it like crazy
1: Boy, uh, a, a company taking advantage of a virtual uh, monopoly, who right, would have thought? Right?
0: Oh, man, if only it was, like, the 2012 to 2016 era again, when, like, content creators could do it just fine and not have to deal with corporate BS. Oh, uh those were the days. The days. <laughs> yes. Back when Sky does Minecraft and all those creators were still around and active.
1: Uh, rest Good in peace. Friends. Rest in peace with the real ones. Right
0: um so I, I guess like kind of tying into all this that do you focus more on the numbers now or do you try to avoid them
1: uh, i'm such a numbers freak yeah every every five minutes i've got my phone out i pull up studios i look to see if like the subscriber number has gone up dude um, i hate it
0: i'm the exact same way
1: <laughs> I, I gotta know i gotta get that dopamine rush yo yep um <laughs> um but yeah uh i have been trying to do better about figuring out how to use analytics to make everything better just in general too um i gotta find like a seminar or something though because i don't know i i don't think i'm reading them correctly and hopefully once i can figure out how to do that i can start gearing things more towards uh what my audience is looking for yeah Uh, or figure out what information is not necessary for keying into my audience because there's like if you don't have the if you don't have like the youtube studio app uh and you make stuff you do not know the absolute glut of information they track about everything and i have no clue what it is i need to actually be looking at
0: yeah it's hard to break down that information and know like when to use what where but you still you just see numbers and you see that little green arrow and it's just that little spark of joy
1: Ooh, yay (laughs) And then you see one gray down arrow, and your entire day is
0: ruined. Yeah, basically, basically. If anyone is not a content creator with YouTube Studio, that is exactly what it feels like.
1: <laughs> that is one hundred percent it. In fact, we're talking about. It. I'm going to open it up right now.
0: Yeah, I actually, I just did like a second. I, ago. I need to look. I need to see. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, man. It's it's one of those. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, hey,
0: three out of ten. It's so
1: like, I not nice. <laughs> no, because like I'm such a because. So like we said beforehand, I was a big video game player before doing content stuff. I am such an RPG junkie. Mm, so yeah. having a system that has put numbers on all of my stats is like, oh man, this is like my own personal status screen. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how my character slash me is doing.
0: Oh, uh, YouTube Studio is just our character sheets. I love it.
1: Oh god.
0: Yeah, no, it's friggin' Math Nerds Unite, man. It's uh I feel yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh! It. and YouTube just have to tie in so well together for that reason. Just for the numbers.
1: Well, that would imply that Yu-Gi-Oh! players can count. Yeah,
0: um... I mean, it's <laughs> it's more likely they can do that than read, so at least there's that much. but oh, ba-dumps. <laughs> Dude, no, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! players and reading is uh, such a bad combination. A pair that was never meant to be... <laughs>
1: name a less iconic duo
0: i i can't tell you how many times i've won games because people don't read nightmare griffin funniest card in the game (laughs) it's hilarious
1: but but i special summon them why can't i do anything Oh, you fool you poor sap
0: meanwhile i faced the one tri-brigade player on ranked omega this morning that knows how to read and plays around it and makes me cry
1: Ah oh, crunch.
0: He made it look like he wasn't going to because he didn't link his charag, and then he special summoned more stuff to its arrows, and I'm like, well, okay, fair enough. Well poop. Yeah, that's just kinda how it goes. It's how the how the how the candle breaks. I don't know that's not the expression, but I'm going with it now.
1: <laughs> uh new shirt, that's how the candle breaks. There we go. The, the candle that breaks twice as fast burns the midnight oil. <laughs>
0: Perfect. There we go. We'll we'll go to that. Yeah, using idioms correctly is one of my favorite one of my favorite things ever.
1: Absolutely. Oh, we did it. Uh have her card man and using idioms correctly, a least a less iconic duo
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh man, maybe that's another series I'll have to make. <laughs> Oh man, Scarlet! Scarlet gets to me some days, man. He he really gets like stupid jokes in my head. I-, I think I think really dumb jokes that I otherwise wouldn't.
1: Oh I man, yeah, yeah. Big shout outs real quick to King Scarlet Yu Gi Oh. If you don't know them and you're watching this, uh, they are the A funniest person on the platform and B, probably one of the most underrepresented in that category it's not fair that guy isn't at like 10k at least
0: right it is it is crazy to see but he has also grown really quickly too he was seeing him in the coalition when he was like 500 subs and where he is now is another just crazy growth improvement
1: not could not agree more that man is a that man is a, a treasure we must protect him uh we must go to the used uh appliances store and get all of his friends
0: maybe we'll throw in some
1: scraps just a few scraps as a treat yep <laughs> no, i
0: need to, i need to get him on the podcast again i actually feel really bad cuz he and i did record a podcast episode um oh, oh no but at the end of it i realized i hadn't recorded my audio the entire time no! so i had to scratch the episode <laughs> i think he offered to re-record it i can't remember but like it just it never happened we, we never finished the episode i felt terrible
1: oh my god
0: yeah i'm so sorry no it was it was com- once again completely my fault stupid technical issues that you learn uh just from doing stuff it yeah it'll hit you hard oh yeah yeah, I, I don't even know, like, how I did that. I think it was I muted myself in Streamlabs and I wasn't recording. No, I was recording on a different application, but I didn't have it set to the microphone. So it just recorded static for an hour. And it was big. Cool. It was Thanks tried. for the warning
1: signal program.
0: Oh, yes. Audacity. Just amazing. It has the audacity, so. <laughs> oh. Definitely glad to have you on as my second guest coming back, though. It's... Uh... I honestly didn't know if I was gonna restart the Hammer Creator cast. I just didn't know if I really had it in me to do it again. But I think, I think, yeah, this is pretty good. Especially having people like you on, it's so much more refreshing than just like bringing on the same people over and over again. Having the courage to like reach out and talk to new people has definitely been very helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good on you. I that is definitely a skill that I need to work on. So, uh, props to you for having that um the gumption to do yeah, that.
0: Yeah, Right, right. It it does it does require a lot of brain power some days. Uh mostly just because i'm stupid more than anything but there's other
1: stuff that comes in you know you know what if naruto taught us anything is that the people who are dumb work the best to get there and they end up doing some of the best stuff
0: right uh some cases that's not a good thing but
1: (laughs) yeah but also uh uh uh, to jump off of that point you're also not dumb okay you're like the least one of the least dumb people i know so um maybe keep the self-deprecation in the closet a bit more huh
0: okay well thanks I guess I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Here's some here's some love and respect for your, for what you do, you punk.
0: <laughs>
1: You're oh, doing a good job,
0: man. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate. It. I'm trying to remember. I literally just had something in my brain, and it's already gone. Wow. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Uh, for those listening, uh, just for some context on to like why I said that to begin with, this podcast was supposed to happen a week ago, <laughs> and as of us recording this, this was, was technically supposed to happen like. 10 hours from now because I messed up. <laughs> I miss playing life just as hard as I miss playing Yu-Gi-Oh! So, I guess it all balances out. You gotta, you gotta out. love
1: typos, folks. You gotta love them.
0: Yep, yeah. Well, yeah. you
1: can't get rid of them, so you gotta live with them somehow.
0: I don't even think it was necessarily a typo. I think it was because I had made plans for everything else the rest of this week in the evening. So my brain just said, make it in the evening. I, I don't know. I had just been typing PM <laughs> so much that my brain just stuck with it. Even though the text before that I literally said asked how available or how early you're available in the mornings. So I don't know what happened there, but uh it just it is what it is. I didn't read. I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh player, I didn't read.
1: Uh, it's the jokes are coming full circle. <sighs> yep.
0: Yep. Never gets old. Never gets old. What does Pot of Greed
1: do? I couldn't could not tell you. <laughs> it's got something to do with like masonry? It, I sorry,
0: it could do mouth. literally anything. Literally anything.
1: There are so many cards in the pot of archetype, and like I still don't know what it That's my next explained video.
0: Dude, yes, the pot archetype, please. No, you gotta release it the same time that we uh go live with the holiday cup. I don't know if you've seen anything about that.
1: Uh gimme give, give me the rundown so we all know.
0: Uh so the holiday cup is on Fusion YGO. Side ups are already over. Uh it's so far, I think we have 18 people in right now. Uh it's a tournament where you get a random letter of the alphabet. And you have to play a deck with archetypes within that alphabet. And you have to oh, you have man, to run at yeah. least half of the main deck as that letter, and the other half can be generic cards.
1: I remember playing something like that a couple of years ago with like um, oh, I forget what the name of the channel was, but yeah, that's a really fun oh, channel. Were, really cool.
0: were you in the other tournament? Because I was in one exactly like that. Um, yeah, I, I think remember there a did lot that. of creators in there, and I had to play against artists with a fro. He <laughs> He beat me with UAs. It, I got destroyed let's, by let's UAs. Let's
1: go. Let's go.
0: Yeah, so this time I'm hoping I get a good letter. But anyways, the, the prize support for it, uh I actually went through Power Mega Mats on Facebook and I got their um pot playmat. Uh it's not weed. It, it's it's all the it's all the pot cards before prosperity, <laughs> all the good ones, on a playmat. So if you do your pot explained video, they have we have to coordinate this and make this happen. Oh,
1: boy. Well, I'll, I'll let you know once it's in the pipeline, and I'll, I'll I'll follow up with you. No,
0: it's all right. We're actually... The tournament is the 19th, so like two weeks from tomorrow. So. Oh, then
1: never mind. It'll yeah, it's not awesome. going to happen,
0: but it's <laughs> it would have been funny. If it could have happened, it would have been great. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you got to love stuff like that, though, man. I, I'm excited for it, though. I'm, I'm hoping to redeem myself this time around that I'm not a stupid player who decided to go... Make Verte Turbo and bring out Neo's Fusion because I got the letter N. <laughs> that was my whole strategy: was using Neospace Space Connector, bring out an Aqua Dolphin, get a card out of their hand, and make Verte Neo's Fusion pass.
1: That was my whole play,
0: and it did hey, not classic, win a Classic, ski- game.
1: classic King Scarlet voice, no matter what you're doing. Just make make Verte. Let's <laughs> do
0: it. I I think Fossil Fusion might have actually been a better strategy at that point in time, but yeah.
1: Um, oh, and since we did mention them also huge shout out to artists with the fro another incredible yes. uh, incredible personality incredible showrunner um definitely needs more love than they're getting right now.
0: Yeah he's probably another person I would have to get on the podcast at some point too. I think he's he's definitely a fun guy. I remember watching his stream afterwards his stream replay of him just clapping me with UAs so <laughs>
1: yep but like he's such a good sport like he's, i haven't he's a seen great that, guy. but i can already i can already imagine it in my head he's already saying such great things about you he has compliments about your deck he also has good things about his own deck right it's just so wonderful to watch him stream it's incredible
0: yeah no he was he was super cool i think i chatted with him a little bit afterwards too super cool guy so yeah if you guys if you guys get the chance definitely go check him out totally worth it I suppose, we should probably get back on a topic here. I, I get into tangents a lot. Uh, ADHD brain goes everywhere. But, uh, hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah, right. So I suppose, is being a full-time creator as glamorous as it's made out to be?
1: Um, I guess that depends on what your idea of like glamorous is. Like, I, I would definitely say that as opposed to... In comparison to a lot of people, I would say that what I do is very luxurious. Mm-hmm. Um I cannot emphasize just how much of a life improvement I have had when I don't have to worry about a random person yelling at me for issues caused by other people that I do not have the ability to um to fix. Yeah. Um my heart goes out to every cashier, to every customer service agent uh who is that first line of defense against customers by a company, uh, and not given the tools they need to actually fix a situation without feeling that they're breaking the system they're in or worried they're going to get reprimands from higher up. Uh, I do not have to worry about that right now, and that is probably the most, like, like I said, luxurious thing about my lifestyle right now. Yeah, um, I get to set my own schedule, I work at home. Uh, so it, it, as far as those things are concerned, yeah, it is it, incredible as compared to normal stuff. Um, but on the flip side, it's also not like I'm living in the lap of luxury. Um, I I am blessed to not have to worry about general work politics and crummy customers and feeling like a bag of poop uh, while on shift. Uh, but I am also not like... I do need to stay on my toes in so far as making stuff because if I don't make stuff fast enough, I will not. I will have to go back to those jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely better in a lot of senses, uh, but not. But also not like I'm not on easy street right now. If that makes sense.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I guess kind of like the other like half of the coin for this question uh, was it kind of a was it kind of an ego boost getting to be able to go full time? Well, it's kind of a blunt way to put it, but like it's the best way I can think no, no, of. No, yeah.
1: And, and yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to be like um, upfront with that kind of stuff and not play around with that. It does feel cool to be the guy who makes uh, just not even specifically Yu-Gi-Oh! Content, but a guy who can do stuff, uh, who can make a living off of making video content uh, is been a thing I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So having that opportunity right now has been an incredible, like uh second wind to my self-esteem and my ego um so yeah definitely that's good that's definitely good
0: and, uh you know i mean i'm super proud of you for being able to get this far that is my ultimate goal someday too is to be able to at least just make a living off of this i don't care if i get rich as long as i can survive just doing this i'm fine so i totally get you there it makes a lot of sense
1: yeah that's my was well, it whenever i went into job interviews people were uh, people would be all uh the interviewers would be all like what's your goal with this job and it's like my my job has always been to work a job that would let me and my loved ones live live comfortably i'm not looking to be like the next logan paul or something on this platform but i definitely think there is enough room for a guy to make a medium amount of income uh to support their family and yeah that's that's the goal right now
0: fair enough fair enough and And you have and you have
1: the drive and you have the skills so i know you can get there too
0: yeah i'm 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 working my hardest man it's a lot once again it's a lot easier to know that it's a balanced workload and I don't get burnt out as easily and now I have people yeah. to hold me accountable so even if I do it's i I got a backup plan at least haha yeah right I, I can't I can't escape things this time I got people to to hold me to it so that's big help
1: Ah, uh, yes personal responsibility <laughs> the superpower that was inside of us the whole time right. <laughs>
0: all right well i suppose getting towards the end of this here uh just kind of some more casual questions um who who are like your top creators that you like to watch just like of any genre it doesn't have to be anything specific who do you kind of like tend towards mostly
1: um yeah when it comes to Yu Gi Oh, it's definitely mbt anything they put out is yeah. like an immediate watch for me um outside of that uh for anime stuff i love watching mother's basement hmm. um I do my best to, to like, I think they're a big inspiration on how I write my scripts. Uh, they're very good at making a flow for their content and how to go from one piece to another. Um, so I love mother's basement for that. Um, a creator that I got into, I think around this time last year, because of super Patch wolf, uh, was action button reviews. Um, who if you haven't seen them make these multi-hour game reviews about a very specific game but it's not like anything you've ever seen Hmm. it is incredible uh tim rogers narration style is the it's so down to earth is the wrong word for it it's clearly played up but it's in such a serious dour tone that it's it's magnetizing to listen to and i hope one day i can develop a voice that has that level of gravitas
0: mm-hmm. just um, got that radio voice yep
1: Oh uh, god for uh other stuff i watch mtg mud stuff for watching commander gameplay because commander is a super fun format nice um for general magic the gathering stuff i watch talarian community college because uh I, I've said more than once that I want to be the Tularian Community College of Yu-Gi-Oh!. Uh he's super helpful. Oh, so he's, he has a lot of product reviews. He's
0: one of my favorite like TCG channels of all time. And honestly, uh, rewatching some of your content recently, uh you do really give off a very Talarian community college vibe, and I absolutely love it.
1: I love the professor. He's so he's so He's fun. amazing. It's
0: so he is so great. Even to just like reviews and stuff, he's just a fun personality.
1: Uh, but, like, when he has serious things to talk about, he has, like, this, like, focus and this grand... Not, grandeur's probably the wrong word. Yeah. But, like, he has this intensity that you don't expect looking at him. But when, like, it comes to things that he's, like, r- really upset about, it's really, like, it comes through in a very connectable way. Like, it's... That guy's such a good orator. Oh, yeah. Um, other stuff? Is there anything else that I'm not remembering right now? I'm going to... I'm gonna open up my feed right now actually, just to make sure I'm not missing. <laughs> just go to go to right your now.
0: recommended and see what pops up.
1: Yeah, um... um Oh, um there's a Kickstarter going on for an uh, extension for it right now, but a show that I watched a while and recently just rewatched was Epithet Erased. Uh that's a fun cartoon. Hmm. Um it's like if someone animated a D and D campaign but like set in um a crazy anime modern time stuff. Oh okay. I am doing a terrible job of um talking about it but de- if you haven't seen <laughs> epithet race it's all free go and watch it it's so it's so fun
0: yeah i um, just found it i'll go check it out
1: oh they just posted a video actually so i'm so glad that came up uh un- i don't know if underrated is the right word but the breakout success that i've seen recently is bumbles mcfumbles Ooh. uh that guy's making uh video uh video game essay content of uh, essay is like the wrong word though it- it's definitely like really funny uh while being uh Analytical and deep diving on oh, stuff. Oh yeah, okay. so a riot. Um, every every video has me rolling on the floor laughing. Uh, if you have not seen Bumbles McFumbles, look him up right now. He is a treat.
0: That's impressive. He's also a Yu Gi Oh player too, or at least a fan. Yeah,
1: no, he was an um. Yeah, he did a lot of. What I discovered him for was when he was he did the Yu Gi Oh iceberg, which like his big breakout hit that got him a lot of attention and then he started making a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh videos before transitioning over to just general video game stuff. Oh, okay, Um, here it is. But, yeah, but before he did all of that, he did fan-made Duel Links voiceovers for characters, and I think those are some of his most, uh... For me, personally, not in a broad sense. But to me, it's some of the most creative and fun content he has on his platform. Not to say he should go back to it. He's doing a great job with his videos uh, that he's doing now, and they do make me super laugh. Mm -hmm. But that was like a thing that I felt was super unique about him, and I love that he got the chance to do that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love that a video I'm seeing here is which Yu-Gi-Oh! number monster is most dateable. I'm already liking this channel.
1: Uh, That video... (laughs) It's so good! Because he has to talk about stuff like... Uh, what masquerader of souls or something it's
0: oh no yeah uh, masquerade yeah oh man there's a lot of number... oh boy that's gotta be rough that's that's hilarious though i absolutely love it that's so good <laughs> I'll, um i'll definitely check that one out
1: yeah okay rattling other stuff off uh magic arcanum for mtg lore um we've got uh, overly sarcastic productions for fun um english and mythology content uh there's um a card called a channel called i think card protagonist which does um digimon game Di- digimon tcg gameplay every couple of weeks oh, okay and it's it's surprisingly well edited like they have a they have cool graphics for like their the the analog for life points mm-hmm. uh, it's called security in that game they've got that uh they have cutaways for all like the cards so even though it's like a top down view of them playing they make sure to include like uh jpegs of the card up so you can see all the card art and the effect text really clearly yeah um it's it's just so good um loading ready run is like good comedy sketch news stuff uh and i'm gonna stop myself here because that's fair that's fair like a billion people to talk about it's
0: definitely really cool though to think that you can honestly just go on youtube instead of like needing cable or anything you can just get all your entertainment right here (laughs) agreed that is that is the cool part about youtube i will give it that
1: And it feels a lot better to like, cause like even when you're just watching ads and stuff, you're still technically supporting the creator by doing that. Yeah. So you're actually putting stuff towards people who are like not large corporate entities. uh, Right. Get independent productions, which, you know, speaking as someone who benefits from that, I'm kind of biased on (laughs) that. Um, But I think, I think if, even if you're skeptical about that if you think about it for a couple of minutes you might agree that yeah it's it's really cool that your time can go towards independent creators so they can keep making stuff on their terms instead of having to uh well and of course youtube's terms of services yeah that's still technically a kind of barrier for making your videos and stuff uh but it's certainly a lot more lax than a lot of other productions might be so
0: for sure 100% um, yeah all right. Uh, any advice you'd like to give to up and coming content creators?
1: Um, we touched on this earlier when we, uh, earlier in the podcast. Um, but I think what really helped me a lot, um, is consistency. Um, it's the the YouTube algorithm does not super favor people that are not uploading regularly. Uh, because it's always looking for things to put in front of someone's face, and the more times you put footage out there, the more times, essentially, you roll the dice out there to see if you can get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also need to find something that you can make consistently, and that's uh, that's easier said than done. Um, I think, uh, speaking from my own experience in the community, uh, progression. The progression series was a huge breakout hit, and it was an entertaining concept, but I don't think it would be anywhere near as popular as it is if it was not easily replicable. Um, We're only getting to the end of season one of it next month, but that means they had a year and a half of videos off of what was essentially a single idea. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was able to find something that I could do every couple of days in the explained series because Yu-Gi-Oh has like a hundred archetypes and they're releasing new ones every month right yeah. so it's uh it's it's something i can put out consistently but it's also scalable and finding the uh the right um the right point on the graph where those two intersect is something that you should take a couple of days if not a couple of weeks just thinking about Mm -hmm. uh because if you find a schedule to make a consistent series that you can get interest if you're starting out obviously you can't expect like interest you have to keep doing it over and over again even if your return sucks to try and create like an expectation for your audience Mm -hmm. um but once you can find something replicable that you can do often without burning yourself out huge huge thing because you cannot give content from an empty cup. Uh, you cannot be consistent if you are, like, finishing a video and you're at negative 20% every time. Yeah. Um, but once you can do that, I would advise you to keep making that over and over and over again as a way to get your content in front of people's eyes, uh, as a way to practice your skills on it. Uh, Do your best to find things about your videos that you don't like and you wish you did better and find a way to fix those. Um, And on top of all of that, the thing that I find the most difficult, and you should definitely learn, try to network. Yep, networking is huge. There is... I, I do not... I would not be anywhere near I am right now if I did not have other people shouting out my content. Um... And it's difficult to get your foot in the door just by putting videos out there because then you're going completely off of, like, suggestions. If you're able to find a way to politely network, that's another skill on its own. Make sure you're not, like, going into people's videos and advertising in their comments or anything. Uh, But Twitter's a great way to get noticed on those, to reply to people if you're, like, genuinely being funny or something. Um, and then maybe they'll talk about you after a while. And then that lets you essentially get a chance at their audience. And then that can build a following that can get your foot in the door. It can't get you all the way to the end. Uh Even bigger channels that have shattered me out have not like put me, have not given me a gigantic boost, uh, but it has given the kind of upward momentum that you need uh, to try, try to see the growth that you want in your channel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so TLDR, find something you can do consistently, uh, and also make sure that you're talking with people on places like Twitter, so you can be a part of the community.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like uh, probably a nice way to sum it up is remember it is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't burn yep. yourself out. Make sure that you're playing the the long game. Um, that is,
1: yeah, that is way that's a way more eloquent way to put it than <laughs> right? what I just
0: <laughs> did. I've heard it way too many times, <laughs> way too many times. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's useful. It's important.
1: Yeah, I hate to have such, like, uh, boilerplate um, advice on the matter. Yeah. um, But, like, if anyone anyone has been interested in, like, my growth over the past few months, which a lot of people have brought up, um, that is not, like, something that came out of nowhere. And I didn't get, like, a big viral spike to get where I am right now. Right. Uh, This is still, like, two years of collective work up till this point to get here. Um, and I am also lucky to have even gotten to this point, too. Like, there are people who have worked longer than I have that don't have as much of a following, which is really suck. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's down to luck, but having luck favor... In this scenario, luck favors people who are able to figure out how to put stuff out consistently, mm-hmm. because you get more dice rolls, and sometimes you'll roll high, and you'll start getting that, um, that growth on your channel that will motivate you to keep doing it.
0: Yep. Well, I, I'm thinking about it right now, too, and I think another thing that actually really helped you out, uh, I could be wrong on this, is that whenever you release new content, you made it an event. Because you would put your videos up for premiere so people would see it on their feed for hours, like, this video is gonna come out then, it was something to look forward to, and then you'd follow it up with a live stream. I, I think for you, that was actually also something that really helped out a lot, because it gave a lot more interaction and engagement with your viewers.
1: You know what, that makes sense.
0: I, I, I can't say that, that was like a huge part of it well because I also don't know your metrics and whatnot and I'm not like analyzing all this stuff but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was like another good factor like just because you made an event out of the stuff you were making rather than just publishing content and then making like one tweet about it you were actively like doing other stuff around this content and like getting people engaged instead of just putting a video in front of them and saying here watch this I, I think that's another good thing too is like be interactive
1: with your audience yeah, that yeah, that's also a big one. I um man, man, why I should be listening to you on this stuff. But no, yeah, that's also super important. Um and I never really thought about it like that, but no, that makes sense. Um it, it just makes it fun like um mm-hmm. i wanted to find a way to like stream as well and it was actually i think supposed to be like instead of using the stream to promote the video it was kind of like hey i already have this audience right here watch me stream please for the love of god i fi- please stream with me
0: yeah just click that little channel icon down there when you're done please. watching this video and uh come watch me please please yeah i think it's really um, cool though it's a really good idea
1: But yeah, and and you know, I think this section right now has actually highlighted um another thing that's very useful. Make sure you're open to like good faith criticism Mm -hmm. uh, or analysis of your stuff because sometimes you're too close to what you do. I wouldn't have thought of the fact that I did combo stream premieres as like a thing that would have affected the channel at all. But uh, once you get an outside perspective, they can help like see things that you weren't looking at. Um, and sometimes that'll be about things that aren't working out, and you should be able to uh have a level head about like maybe this isn't working out, maybe this isn't the way I wanted it to be, or maybe I'm not executing it in a way that I want the end product to actually be, and then work towards that.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely a good way of putting that. In fact, I actually i ended up doing doing a podcast episode on that exact topic on uh, the old podcast channel. So and if hey. anyone wants to check that out, let me know. I'll get you a link somehow. But uh yeah no definitely very important to be open to criticism uh constructive criticism there's obviously the kind that's meant to just tear you down and not be at all helpful that's stuff you mm-hmm. can ignore but you know if they're actually like trying to help you you know be be open to listening to it for sure
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right uh any final thoughts before we call it a wrap here any kind of loose um, ends or things we missed
1: uh no uh make sure to drink your milk everyone and uh make sure to tune in every wednesday for progression polls where uh you get to vote on the kinds of cards we get to have in the format both adding and banning
0: hey there you go guys be sure to go check that out for sure and if you guys want to go check out nova for whatever reason you don't know who he is you live under a rock his link will be down in the description
1: so you guys can go check him out on youtube that's Guys, all we- I'm almost yeah. at fifteen thousand subscribers. That's like Whoa, being wait. the queen of England.
0: When? Since? Hold up! I thought you just hit ten k. You were going that quick, man? Oh my! Wow! You are. That is insane. <laughs> Holy cow, brother! You go. I, that's that's incredible
1: exactly so i'm awaiting my uh imperial knighthood any day now right being big on youtube is just as important as being <laughs> the prime minister oh
0: yes oh yes you'll be able to take over the spot for the queen she'll her reign will end it's okay
1: Hmm. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go into office and be all like henry get the out of here um uh we're demolishing the monarchy, uh, universal basic income for anyone, uh, but I am banning Spotted Dick. You can no longer eat <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I laugh at it every time, right. and I'm just, I'm not going to do well with it.
0: Yeah, and then uh, at 100K, you get to face Keanu Reeves, and then 1 million, uh, you get to face Betty White. Those are your, Absolutely. your
1: challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think I can take Keanu Reeves, uh, but Betty White does have the secret, uh, off the ground tech, uh, when it comes to Guilty Gear, and I'm very scared about that.
0: Yep, always terrifying. So, good luck when you get to that point, my man.
1: But Thank you, I'll be watching her Evo tapes, uh, very closely.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, get the inside scoop. <laughs> But anyways, thank you guys all for joining the podcast today and taking the time to sit down and listen to us ramble on for an hour here. I think we actually had some pretty good discussion today, and it was a lot of fun getting to talk to you again, my man. It's been been too long.
1: I think so, too, and it's been really fun. We need to get together and do this more often.
0: Yes, yes, we do. But yes, once again, thank you guys all for joining, and we will catch you all in the next one. Peace out. Take care. Alright guys, and that is going to conclude today's episode of the Haver Creator Cast. Huge thank you to my guest Golden Nova Yu-Gi-Oh for joining me today. Always good to have you on, buddy, and I absolutely love talking to you. So, with that being said, if you guys enjoyed this, be sure to let us know uh on any of our social media on any of the platforms that we are active on and be sure to go check out all of our video content as well links down in the description for you guys to go check all that out and of course be sure to check out the rest of the nerd in podcasts i am only one small sector that we got a whole ton of stuff going around so if you guys want to go check all that out feel free to do so without further ado though guys i'm checking out